This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. With Metro by T-Mobile, your hard-earned money goes further. This tax season, there's zero fees to switch. Enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just 25 bucks a line for four lines. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Now that's the best deal in wireless. Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your day. All lines lose promo rate if any deactivates. No fees on select phones. Limit one per line with eligible port. Excludes sales tax. Limited time offer. Additional terms apply. See Metro by T-Mobile.com. Welcome, everybody, to the I'm Fat Podcast. Uh, uh, snacks are uh, best saved for later. With Jay Zawoski. That man ate all our shrimp and two plastic lobsters. And Rick Camp. Out the mist came a beast more stomach than man. Welcome into another edition, the first of this decade. Of the I'm Fat Podcast. I'm Rick Camp alongside fellow fat Jay Zawoski. Jay, it's 2020. I'm sure, I would think at least half of our listeners' resolutions are already down the drain. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What is it, the 15th? Yeah, yes. they're they're done. Yeah. Resolutions are trashed. The gyms are again empty mm-hmm. the way they deserve to be. Right. <laughs> Do gyms ever have like a buffet, like a spread? It's okay. always like quinoa and salad and stuff yeah. and stuff people Protein don't want. Protein powder. Right. No one wants that crap. Gross. Don't lie to yourself. Right. That's sure. not what we're going to do here. No, not at all. We've got a lot of good stuff to get to today. A couple things on Twitter that we saw of just situations in fat of just <laughs> what would you choose here? What would you choose there? We'll get to those in a little bit. Jay had himself... A fat experience. <laughs> yeah, just sort of out of necessity, but I did have a, a fat experience. I found a new favorite, air quotes, healthy place to eat, mm-hmm. and uh, I've been exploiting it very, very much. And yeah, I'm there, and we got a lot of Ask a Fat questions as well, so a ton to get to. Exactly. So we want to get to as many Ask a Fat questions as we can, because we know it's been a little bit with the holidays and stuff, and Jay having seven weeks of vacation he had to take. Yep. That, uh, you know, we it wasn't as easy for us to get a quality-sounding episode done. So let's get right into it. The first bit of news came yesterday, and it involves some a place you've brought up a lot on this podcast, that Bears training camp is no longer going to be in Bourbon A, which means no more trips, unless you're really, really committed, to what you claim is the best B-dubs in the world. It is. It is the best B-dubs in the world in Bourbon A. And uh, anytime we'd be in, Bur- in uh, down there for Bears camp, I would go there at least once a day. <laughs> that works. <laughs> so for, for it was either lunch or dinner, but one meal a day was going to be at that B-dubs. And look, we weren't there seven days. It was usually maybe a combination of three or four days over the entire camp. I was going to say a week. But I never miss it. <laughs> Because it's great. They just everything that makes B Dubs good mm-hmm. is done perfectly at the at the Bourbon A Buffalo Wild Wings. And I'm gonna miss it. Fortunately, 
my podcast partner, the Madhouse podcast partner, James Naveau, lives down there, so I have an excuse to go visit if I need one. And the one in Tinley isn't terrible if I get really desperate. It's just not the same. The Homewood one is a disaster. Has this ever happened to you? You walk into a restaurant. Mm-hmm. You sit down. Yeah. And no one comes. Yes. Okay. And not only does that happen, but several servers make direct eye contact with you mm-hmm. as you have your menus in front of you. You've got your hands folded, yep. clearly indicating ready to order, yeah. and they just walk right past you. We sat at the Homewood B-Dubs for 15 minutes, and no one came to talk to us. Wow. And we're like, okay, I guess we're going somewhere else. And we just got up and left. Yep. And the host was like, All right, thanks for coming in. We're like, yeah, no one ever talked to us. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, how long were you here? 15 minutes. Oh, okay, sorry. And that was it. Wow. Yeah. It takes a lot for me to get up and leave a place, a place that I like, Mm -hmm. a place that I frequent. Yeah. It takes a lot for me to do that. And that was ridiculous. But I wrote B-dubs on Twitter, as Mm -hmm. old people do. Not well, not on Twitter. Well, no, they I usually done write that letters. On Facebook. But today's old people like me, yes, uh, wrote the Twitter account and they wrote back. Oh, you know, sorry to hear that. And that was really it. It's kind of not that I I don't need anything, right? But just here's what I want: fix it. Yes, whoever is managing that location should not be managing that location anymore. Not just because of my experience, but I would say of the probably ha- a dozen times we've been there since we moved there. Mm-hmm. Half of them have been bad service experiences. Wow. And that's not consistent with, if you go to a B-dubs, you're going to get decent service. Right. It's a chain. Yes. They've got a process for these things. Mm -hmm. So it's frustrating. But it's going to be at least two days before I go back there. Okay, that's fair. I'll teach them. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Now... On cheap boneless day, that's rough. Oh, that's, that's a different. rough. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you got to make totally an exception. You know, yeah. you just got to. It's just like an economical decision more right. than a protest. And anything, See, so. I, I've had that happen when, uh, when before I was working at the score, or at least before I was full time. I don't remember which it was. Uh, and I was out to lunch with my guy Curtis Sahi, and we're we're we go to the Steak and Shake in I think it's considered Downers on Ogden. Yep. Maybe. And yeah, probably Downers. And we go there because we, for whatever reason, we both just kind of had the taste for steak and shake. Because you had four hours and you were starving. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Seriously. So we sit down, and a server brings us waters, and then we waited and waited, and it was twenty minutes before our order got taken. And we were just too stubborn and had too much of a craving for it to go anywhere else. <laughs> well, it's almost it almost becomes an experiment then. Like, how long is it going to take? Yeah, and, like, they were busy at the time. Don't get me oh, wrong. this place they was were, not busy. Oh, see, like, they were busy, but they just, like, kept refusing to even look at us. Like, there was one big table is what it was. Okay, if you are a server at a restaurant and you listen to the I'm Fat podcast. Yes. I'm sure that there is some logical explanation for why this happens. Is it... We're not sure whose table it is. Is it a shift change? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's just outright ignorance or laziness. I almost never will bring myself to that conclusion because I think just inherently most people are good people and have the right intentions. Yeah. So I don't think that the people at that B-dubs that night were intentionally ignoring us. There had to be some kind of confusion. Explain to us what that could be because I'm confu- I've never been a server before. Right. I would love to know how that happens because from what it sounds like, it happens kind of often to a lot of people. 
Everyone's yeah. probably got a story like that. I mean, I was a server for a few months. I wasn't. I wasn't. I honestly, wasn't that great at it. Because you ate everybody's food as it was coming out. Exactly. <laughs> oh, well, burger you ordered's delicious. <laughs> Sorry about that bite I took. Hey, taste you know taste control. I don't know what to tell you. You wouldn't allow people to put mayo or peanut butter or anything. Seriously, I'll have a pe- no. You won't. No, you won't. No, you can't have that. I'm not touching it. Yeah, and like I went from never serving before to serving on a Sunday morning at a Baker Square. No, that's rough. Yeah, when two sides of the place there's retirement homes on each side. Oh like God. Oh, it was like the people. Tipped like it was still like 1984. <laughs> Here's a nice shiny quarter for you, young That's man. That's pretty much what it was. It was awful. And then the lady that was the older server refused to do any of the like basic stuff. So I had to do all of the essentially almost like chore type stuff. How did you manage the pay cut when you came to work at the score? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> You're not lying, man. I it, thought the basic stuff was uh, your wife's job. Live, well, laugh, when, live, laugh, love on Facebook. Oh, that's very true. <laughs> oh, my God, is that true? Every day, hey, she's consistent. Right on time. If nothing else. I'm so, always yeah. uplifted. But, yeah, so then, and then after that, it took us just to get, like, a regular, like, one of the meals from Steak and Shake. All spent, like, we had to leave right after we were done eating. It was an hour and yeah, that's 35 minutes. Oh my god. That's too much. Yeah. If I'm not getting a like a giant steak, sure, made and a three-course meal, then that's too long. Exactly. All wow. right. Speaking of actually let's go to pizza. Yeah, let's because do this. This was a thing that we saw on Twitter of and it was a situation of with a tavern-style pizza. And when I post the podcast, hopefully when you're listening, you will see that there's going to be two tweets. There's going to be the tweet saying, hey, here's the podcast. Go listen to it. And there will be a second tweet connected to it that gives the picture of the pizza scenario that we're looking at and also the one that we're going to do after. Right. So this is a tavern-style pizza cut in squares. The way it should be. Absolutely. And it gives you the scenario. Which piece do you grab first? There's number one, which is the little tiny corner piece. Number two, which is a middle. Number three, which is an edge piece that has more cheese a, to it. A middle edge. Yeah, a middle it, right? edge, yeah. yeah. And then more of a corner edge, which is a little bit smaller, now is I, number four. My answer was immediate. I go for the tiny corner slash uh, middle piece, mm-hmm. simultaneous chunk. Okay. Because they're almost always stuck together. That's true. And that, that that's one piece. Well, that's one. true. If I'm bringing the pizza home, it's rare the pizza comes home with any corner pieces. Oh, wow. Because I'll okay. just sneak in the Because <laughs> if I got a, a pizza in my car for that long, yeah. I got to have at least one piece of it as fresh as it can be. But I always go for the one four combo if you're looking at the image. Yes. Okay. For me, if it's this scenario where basically nobody has had any, any chance at it, I'll probably go two and three. But. In most scenarios with pizza, what I do is I, you know, because of stereotypes, we don't want to let, we don't want to be the first one always running up there to get the pizza. Well, we want to be, but. Well, we want to be, but we know we shouldn't. The image isn't great. Yeah. For people like us. Like whenever, when I go to my mom's house weekly, usually we get pizza from the place I've talked about in Warrenville, Roma D's. Yeah. So what I do is I, I tell my mom, my brothers, like, hey, you guys get yours and I'll get whatever. Because they're a little more picky on it. 
I'll take the middle pieces all day. Maybe like I want one edge piece, generally a middle edge. Yeah. And that's and then just the rest being middles, and that's per, that's perfectly fine with me. See, you and I are the perfect pizza pair because I am an almost always edge piece guy. I okay. need the crust on every bite. Part of it is for the convenience of the handling. Sure. And I, I th- somehow it tastes different to me. I think the edge pieces taste different. I don't know if it's a little bit less sauce just because of where the pizza, mm-hmm. where the sauce was spread or whatever. But I like the consistency and the taste of an edge piece better. So if you and I were to order a pizza and I had my druthers, I would eat all the edge pieces and okay. leave you all the middles. That's now, fine. you get more pizza that way, I think. But probably to me, I will have the crust pieces. If it's an option, I'll eat all of them before I have a single middle piece. Wow. Okay. And the thing that I like about Roma D's, and this is where it can get a little dicey with your middle slices or middle pieces, is... The cheese sticking to, like, there's no separation where the, the sauce can leak out. Yeah. it's They're really good about, like, I don't know if, if it's the quality of cheese or something where it all stays together. So you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. Like, it hot sauce dropping on your hand or on your clothes or anything like that. They've got it well contained. That yeah. probably is a cheese quality situation. Uh, Rosangelo's Pizza has the same thing. You almost never have... Mm-hmm. The only thing that the, the problem with Rosangelo is, and pretty much anywhere that serves pizza where you eat in, is you don't want to wait to take that first bite. Right. And it's coming right out of the oven. And mm-hmm. you're almost guaranteed going to scald the hell out of your mouth. Yes. But I, I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait that two minutes. It's right in front of me. It's very hard for me to resist that. And I even know that I'm going to hurt myself. Yeah. For the next two or three days, I'm going to have, you know, the burnt tongue. And maybe the loose skin on the top of my mouth, but it's worth it because that first bite is so incredible when it's hot. Lou, the skin. <laughs> Lou, quorum. <laughs> Lou, quorum is the worst pizza maker in the world. He really is. <laughs> it always takes forever, and I don't know why. All right. So, yeah. So, final rankings for you is the one, four combo, then the three, then the two. Absolutely. For me, it's, I guess in this scenario, it's. One, three, two, four. Okay. I prefer, but it's because I'm thinking if I have to get the middle pieces more accessible, then that's how that's how I'll go about it. Yeah. The only benefit to number four is that there's a number one attached to it. Yes. If it's a solo four, as pictured in this image we're going to share on the Twitter account at I'm Fat Pod, all you're getting is a smaller crust middle. Right. And there's no real benefit to that. So... It's not bad. No. It tastes as good. It's just a smaller one. Yeah, it's all so, it's just it's all levels of great. So yeah, my my would be the one four combo three two. Okay. Or maybe one four combo three one four two. Fair. Okay. <laughs> now that you're thoroughly confused, I just want to remind everybody <laughs> get two, the picture and it all makes sense. <laughs> right. To follow the podcast at I'm Fat Pod on Twitter. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and and review. It helps us out in rankings, so any any way you can help us out is always appreciated, and tell a friend. Tell somebody about the podcast. Maybe that should be your resolution to help out other people. Yeah. Help them out by telling them about this podcast. Exactly. We need the help. It's a good thing for us to get uh, notoriety, and I swear, I've told the story before. Everywhere I go, someone's like, oh, I love your podcast. It's like, oh, is it the hockey one I do every day, or the other hockey one I do two or three times a week? No, the fat one. Okay, great. There it is. We're all encompassing.
quite literally, literally sometimes. Yes. All right. So before we get to our other scenario thing, which is based around ice cream, you had a your first true like elongated fat experience of 2020. Yeah. So uh, the other reason Rick and I have not been recording is my dad has been under the weather. So I've been splitting time between, well, last week it was work in the hospital. This week it's been work in my parents' house and my own house. Things are getting better, so um, things are getting back to normal. But my dad lives, the hospital my parents' house is right between a Jersey Mike's. Ooh. I went to Jersey Mike's from, let me look at the calendar here. My dad was in a hospital on Friday, January 3rd is when he went in. Okay. So from January 3rd until January 12th, which was Sunday, so that's nine days. Yes. I had Jersey Mike's six times. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah. And the other thing is, the other confession I should make that I didn't even tell you is the times I did not have Jersey Mike's, I had Don's Hot Dogs at 151st in Harlem, two hot dogs and a large cheese fry in a cup. Uh, So that's been basically my diet from the 3rd until the 12th was either Don's or Jersey Mike's pretty much every meal. And I get the number eight at Jersey Mike's, which is the turkey, ham, bacon. I do light lettuce, tomato. Well, it's healthy. Oil and vinegar. Yeah. Seasoning. And uh, on the rosemary Parmesan bread. Okay. Now, here's the thing. The discovery of the rosemary Parmesan bread is what has elevated Jersey Mike's for me. I used to get just the wheat or the white, whatever I was in the mood for, typically the wheat. And then I saw the woman in front of me order the rosemary parm one day, and I was like, oh, that was damn good. Ordered it, game changer. Okay. So if you've not tried that yet, it's delicious. It's subtle. It's not a crazy amount of Parmesan. It's not an intrusive amount of rosemary. It's just subtle, and the bread is delicious. That, to me, is what elevated Jersey Mike's to the top of my sub-chain ratings. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, I mean, I love Jersey Mike's and just there's not one that's quite as convenient for me anymore. Like the one when I was living in Geneva was incredibly convenient. Now it's just slightly less so. But uh, the one that I've talked about it on this podcast, but I have not gone there as much as I thought I would, which is probably a decent amount of restraint on my part is Penn Station because Penn Station is much closer than it used to be, but it's still not really it's not super close it's always kind of like out of the way just a little bit that's how jersey mike's is to my house in homewood okay there's one in flossmore but it's not convenient i have to make the effort to go to jersey mike's Mm -hmm. and there's a boner right there there's also a captain hooks i know you're not a seafood guy right but you've seen like a shark's yeah it's along the same lines like a fried fish place okay i don't know what to get there they have catfish and then there's like another white fish if anyone's familiar with Captain Hooks, give me some recommendations. I want to go in there. Uh, looks really good. Mm-hmm. People are leaving in good moods. Yeah, and with leftover bags, which makes me think that the uh, portion size portions are good. The the menu prices look right, but I want to make sure I get the right thing there. And if there's like a special way to order, okay, you know, I don't want to go in there like a noob and look like an idiot. That's why I'm always hesitant to go to Harold's because I know there's like a certain way you have to order. Yes. And I don't want to say the wrong thing and then just get the eye roll and, like, skip the crap. Right. <laughs> right. I want. I need to know precisely how to order. Right. And now I think I have a quarter dark mild with pepper. Right? I think that's right. Something like that. Something like that. So give me the correct Herald's order. Tell me what to get Captain Hooks, and I'll, I'll do them both. And report back. 
And report back, yes. Awesome. If I don't die of a heart attack on the way. <laughs> All right. Before we get to your Ask a Fat questions, one more thing. This was another scenario put out on Twitter and perfectly made for us. The ice cream truck pulls up. And remember how on every ice cream truck ever there's like the yes. menu, essentially, of what they have that's like slapped on the side of the truck? Right. I think everyone knows visually what we're talking about here. Yeah. So we don't have to go through all 33 items. But just to sort of summarize, they've got like the malt cup, lemon chill, and then something called a screamer, which looks like a caramel chocolate sort of a thing. Your standard ice cream sandwiches, both the Oreo and uh, chocolate chip variety. Mm-hmm. Uh, the crunch ice cream bar. Snow cones, and then all the characters with the gumball eyes. Yeah. And then all the Rocket Pops and all different flavors, drumsticks. And then they've got the ones that are, um, what do you call these? They got like the like the, the cake on the outside almost. They're delicious like they're, is what they are. It's got like a crumbly crust on it. Yes. There's a strawberry and there's a chocolate. And they're then like they've short, because don't they call them like the shortcake short, ones? That's exactly right. Yeah. Shortcake things. And then they've got the other... They're kind of like snow cones. They're kind of like Italian ice, but they're mm-hmm. and they're cone shaped. Yes, and there's gumballs in the bottom. Side note. Yes. Big news in oh. the fat community that okay. I forgot about until we started talking about this. WWE mm-hmm. slash WWF wrestling ice cream sandwiches are back. Okay. Do you remember these? They were like no. the yellow cake. Uh, would be like the sandwich part with vanilla ice cream in the middle, and there was like an image of a wrestler. On the, on I mean, the, it on sounds the, good. Oh, they're back and they're amazing. I, I got to get them. If they're as good as they used to be, because that's to me when the ice cream truck pulled up, give me an ultimate warrior to go. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I hope that it's the same formula. If, if anyone knows where to find these yet, let me know. Hit us up. I'm at Jade Zawaski 670, Rick Caps 670, or at I'm Fat Pod. But yeah, Rick, looking at this list, looking at these bars, I know where I'm going first. What are, what's your first choice? Okay. So when I would. There were two that I would alternate between. Now, we didn't... I live on. I lived on a busy street growing up, so the ice cream truck wasn't really a feasible thing. It was always when I was at a friend's house that I would be able to get something. I always alternated between, and sometimes it depended on how much money I had, the six, which is the chocolate chip ice cream sandwich. Power move. Best value for sure. Or the 13, the strawberry shortcake or, yeah, the strawberry, like, shortcake thing with the crumble on the outside is beyond delicious. It's, to this day, one of my favorite, probably my favorite non-just, like, straight ice cream item. Okay. It's so good. There were times where, when I had less money, that I would get the uh, number 22, the Ninja Turtle face, where I get the gumballs. Yes. Yep. See, this is where I'm going. And for some reason... When it was the ice cream truck specifically. Okay. It's not on here, but it's the same idea. It was the Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. With the gumball eyes. Yep. That would be my go-to simply because I didn't know where else to get that aside from the ice cream truck. True. There was also a Mickey Mouse one, I believe. Yeah, there was. So I would always go for one of those first just because it wasn't something I could have all the time. Ice cream sandwiches were abundant. Mm-hmm. You know, usually my house or a friend's house would have some of those in the fr- in the freezer but if those were not available or I wasn't into the characters offered, um, a basic ice cream sandwich, the number 10. Yeah. As long as it – see, here's the thing that's happening in the ice cream industry. These things are getting way too small. Yes, they are. The old ice cream sandwich used to be like the size of an iPhone. Mm-hmm. 
and now it's much, much smaller. It's right. maybe half the size of that. That's true. Um, and when I say iPhone, I mean like uh, the newer ones, like the XR or the S or whatever. Yeah. The ones that take like two hands to text. Yes. Now they've minimized them. But back in the day when they were that big, that was if, if Spider-Man was not available or sometimes Mickey Mouse, I would go with the basic number 10 ice cream sandwich. I know it's boring, mm-hmm. but it was a, I'm big on consistency. And I like the consistency of it. It was a lot of ice cream. And then when you're done, you've got the leftover chocolate on your fingertips. Yep. And that's where it's at. Those are my two. Yeah, I think it's solid. We want to know yours as well. So when we tweet this out at I'm Fat Pod, reply with what your choice. Like if you had like alternating between them, what would be your rankings? Like like three of them, two or three of them that you that were like your go tos. Let me ask you this, Rick. If okay. you were at a baseball game. And it's lemon chill or malt cup. Which way are you going? Probably lemon chill. Because it's hot, right? Yes. In the summer, you want that lemonade. I'm with you. Yep. All right. I'm just making sure. Yep. Making sure we could still be partners. All right. <laughs> let's get to our Ask a Fat questions. Ask a Fat about this and that. It's time to chat with the fans. My first Ask a Fat question comes from my Madhouse podcast hockey partner who came up earlier on the podcast. He says, who is the best fat hockey player of all time? There's I, only one. I mean, in this town, there's only one. There's only one. Yeah. There's other fat hockey players. Sure. But Dustin Bufflin is the answer. 100%. He is the icon of this generation. Yes. For guys like Rick and me. How many, I mean, hockey's a tough sport to be too big in. Like, Are there? Yeah, of course, there's Phil Kessel who was the frequenter of the hot dog trucks in Toronto. That was the rumor. And a fat face. And a very fat face. And, of course, the world-famous photo of him at the USA. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh, like he's sweating <laughs> and drooling. I don't know uh, how he's been such an effective hockey player. He's just doughy. I don't he think really he's actually is. fat. He's just doughy. Yeah. And he's goofy. And I, I don't know. I love Phil Kessel. But, yeah, those are the first two to come to mind. And... Former players who have gotten fat? Oh, gotten fat, yes. Tony Amante is legitimately my size. Oh. This is a guy who is one of the fastest skaters in hockey. Yes. It's now clicking in about 240, 250. And Keith Kachuk is (laughs) enormous right now. (laughs) So look up Tony Amante and Keith Kachuk and just type in like 2019 or 2020 and they will pop up on your screen and you'll think you're zoomed in, but nope. They have just not been able to push themselves away from the table. And I, for one, respect the hell out of them for it. <laughs> All right. My first question comes from Chris. What are your thoughts on pretzel buns? Chris thinks they're overrated. Chris is wrong. Yeah, Chris is wrong. I think that sometimes they can be a little too big and they can take away from the taste of some other things. Okay. But it's very rare where an item is not improved. Buy a pretzel bun. Yeah. I mean, they're so good. If they're done right, again, they can be overwhelming. And what that means is if you're going to offer a pretzel bun. It's got to be fresh. Yes. And you've got to offer a fatter burger. Correct. The meat between the bun can't be flimsy or weak. It's got to be substantial. So you've got to know if you're going to serve a pretzel burger, Mm -hmm. you've got to accommodate with the right amount of meat. Yes. A pretzel burger. That'd be interesting. Just like a pretzel between bread? Yes. A carb sandwich? Yeah. As I used to make spaghetti sandwiches when I was a kid. My mom would make spaghetti. Yeah. I would take two pieces of bread and butter, 
Put spaghetti between it and eat a spaghetti sandwich. Oh, my God. Why are you great. fat, Jay? No idea. <laughs> no clue. I don't know. All right, next one here comes from Marcus. He says, uh, Santa brought me a ton of candy. What is the most underrated and overrated candy bar? Marcus says, overrated Snickers. Bad take. Underrated Payday. Your thoughts. I will uh, immediately, I think the Three Musketeers is underrated. Okay. It's simple. It's light. It's fluffy. It's marshmallowy. It's nougaty. It's delicious. For me, overrated is the Baby Ruth. Yeah, the Baby Ruth gets a lot of love. The chocolate's weird. Yeah. It's not a great shape. Mm-hmm. Eh. Nah. Keep it. Keep the Baby Every time I eat a Baby Ruth, I feel like I'm hurting my teeth. Okay. And maybe it's because they just sit in the bag longer than most. Because most, be. most people aren't digging out the Baby Ruths. True. Um, but, yeah, I just most of my Baby Ruths experiences have been average at best. I think for me, any loyal listener probably can guess what my underrated is going to be, the 100 Grand Bar. That's a terrific candy bar. It's so good. It's my favorite chocolate bar by a mile. My wife would contend the Take 5 is her favorite, too. Okay. Bad brand name. That's the yeah, problem. a little bit. Yeah. Overrated for me? See, for me, it's rough because of the peanut butter thing. So anything with peanut butter, yeah, it's I'm just going to discount completely. And you don't need peanuts either. Right. That takes a lot of candy bars out. Like It does. To me, a Snickers is probably the ideal candy bar because mm-hmm. it has everything. Yeah. And the commercial is correct. Like, if you're hungry and you just want a snack, a Snickers is perfect. It gets you just perfectly satiated. Until you get to your next meal, it's sweet, it's salty, it, it it scratches all the itches you have. Yeah. That's why a Snickers isn't my favorite, but it's the go-to. It's it's old dependable. It's the Jimbo Covert of candy bars. Okay. Congrats on the Hall of Fame, Jimbo Covert. Yes. Anyone named Jimbo, automatically fat. Uh, Yeah, including Poilin. <laughs> at, least, at least the name doesn't automatically make you bad. Jimboy, Lynn. All right. This is from Al. What's the worst hipster slash foodie trend of the past decade? He mm. said his are the atrocities that have been taken out on the pizza. Yeah, that's pretty bad. We posted one today that was what? It was kiwi and... Yeah. It Get doesn't matter. out of here. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think... Does a wood fire oven excuse exotic pizza toppings? No. Have I told you about the one I had at Open Outcry, which is Italian beef, jardinier, so. and french fries on top? I mean, the french fry is probably a little bit odd, but... Other than that, I mean, the Italian beef makes sense. The jardinera yeah. obviously makes sense. Yeah. The fries is the one that may, might be a little odd. It's delicious. I wouldn't mm. lie to you. I don't know. I'm a purist. If I'm getting pizza, typically Agreed. it's sausage or pepperoni. Yes. If I'm feeling fancy, mm-hmm. a margarita pizza with Ooh. the mozzarella and the basil. Look at you. Delicious, scratches the itch. Yeah. If I see a, if I see a wood fire pizza... My, my like my muscle memory almost makes me want to order like a margarita pizza. Okay, because anytime you do that from a wood fire pizza, it's delicious. Yeah, we have a, a bricks down the street from us that Colleen and I walk to every once in a while, and <sighs> their stuff is delicious. Walk by yourself, fat. pepperoni and jardinera. Do you mean you take your rascal scooter down there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Boy, the the that would be rough because like the sidewalk <laughs> there is so uneven. You get like an all terrain rascal. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. I'm trying to think of another one that that I've really hated. Oh like, like well, the, here you know the pineapple on pizza thing. It's yeah. been a hot topic before, and my only complaint is 
if if it's a group order, and this is why we could go hard mm-hmm. on Spiegel all the time. We would order, when we was Spiegel and Parkins, we'd order a pizza. Yeah. And we'd all agree, like, all right, sausage, oh, pepperoni, whatever. Maybe throw some green peppers and onions on there. Fine. Like, babe, can we do a corner pineapple, babe? It's like, damn it, no. No. Because it ruins the whole pizza. Right. If it's your thing, cool. I'm not going to, you know, I, I've said this before. I'm not going to yuck your yum. If it's something that you like, go for it. But don't force it upon me. Mm-hmm. Something like that is going to penetrate the entire pie, so yes. to speak. <laughs> I asked my wife to penetrate. No, Sp- nothing. Speaking of, Jason myself. Biggs has a new TV show. <laughs> Does he really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Good for him. It's been a long time. Yes, it has. Uh, he's on Orange is the New Black, though. He's in that. Okay. Yeah, he's the husband, at least in the first couple seasons. I okay. don't know what happened beyond that. All right. Got a question here from Matt. He says, what are some common pitfalls a rookie buffet goer could, should avoid? For example, my college roommates got offended. I got rice at the Chinese buffet because it's just filler. I can't have Chinese food without fried rice. To me, it is like the staple of the meal. Yeah. But buffets in general, I would probably steer clear of fish. Agreed. Like if it's, eh, just, I would say trust your gut. Yeah. If it doesn't look right, yeah. Probably stay away. If you are if you walk up to the item, whatever it might be, yeah, and you question it, mm-hmm. don't do it. That's fair. And it's it depends too on the kind of place you're at. Yeah. You know, but if it's yeah, uh, to me buffet style fish cuz we used to have that marketplace creations down here. Right. And I would say, "Oh, you know what? It kind of looks good, but then you'd see like the crust layer forming on the top of the sauce and yeah. Avoid. Avoid the fish and the clap. <clears throat> it depends on the buffet. If I go all of one item at a time or if I try and get a little bit of everything each plate. But the thing that I'm doing, I know some people will be like, oh, I'll just get a half plate of this or I'll fill my first plate two thirds of the way. No. No, fill it up. Load that crap up so you can make minimal trips. Okay. One- and the only time I would... Go against that as if there's something that's very, very temperature sensitive to where you either have to put that on your plate last so it's most easily accessible or you just bite the bullet and make a separate trip. I will, Yeah. Let me ask you this. In a buffet, are you like cuisine mixing sensitive? Like will no, you do whatever? Like so you could do like a taco with spaghetti and like. Oh, yeah. I don't care. Okay. See, I, I'm kind of like that where like my first plate will be like your traditional that can almost guarantee you if I'm going to a traditional, like, American buffet, whatever you call those. Sure. Like a I'm, Golden Corral type yeah, place? Yeah, then I'm going to do, like, turkey, mashed potatoes, stuffing first. Okay. Then go back around for maybe the more, whatever, maybe a taco here or there, mm-hmm. something like that. But I don't like to have things that don't go together on my plate at the same time. Interesting. Yeah, I'm weird. See, the only thing, the only delineation I'll make is a plate being, like, a savory plate versus a sweet plate. Yeah, you want ice cream on your steak? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, that's the only part that'll that'll get me is something like that. Oh, another thing to probably avoid at a buffet: yeah. steak. I'm gonna guess it's probably not great, and it's probably been out there for a while. Yeah, the only unless it's being carved in right, front of you. Like that's like Golden Corral. Yeah. Golden Corral does that, so I'll do steak from there. I haven't been there in a minute, but there was one uh, in South Elgin. There's a Golden Corral that I've been to because I was within reason for. Uh, where I used to live in Geneva. So we used to do that every once in a great while. All right, this is from Justin. 
How many bottles of Pepto-Bismol do you go through in a year? I'm more of a Tums guy than a Pepto guy. Same. Um, and it's, I, you know, I don't really have a lot of stomach issues. Same here. I think I've just conditioned my stomach to tolerate whatever's in it. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of, like, ex- exceptions. Sometimes when I have wings or something with a lot of tomatoes in it, I'll know right away I'm going to have heartburn from it. Okay. Like I can almost feel it happening while I'm eating, mm-hmm. and then I'll just pop a couple Tums, and I'm usually good to go. Yeah, Tums are clutch. I I don't even go through a bottle of Tums a year. Yeah, I, we've got the giant one in our dresser, and we're not quite done with it yet. Okay, so yeah, we've got like the standard size one, and I don't think Colleen uses them at all, really, but she she's not going for spicy food near as often as I am. Yeah. But for me, I won't go through more than maybe half a bottle a year. Yeah, that's probably about right. So, and I'm like, that's a victory. Considering how much uh, how much I'll test my uh, my body sometimes with the food, I think that's a big win. Yeah, I, I don't, uh, I'm trying to think if there's something that like can uh, consistently hurts my stomach. And not even like White Castle does that to me. Yeah, sometimes if I, it used to be. Like a, if I went for a, just a, a hot sauce on wings and instead of going like medium or something, then it would do that. But now I've kind of grown out of that. Yeah. Good. We've matured our stomachs. This question from Brian, he says, now that weed is legal in Illinois, what would be your top rated munchies? Mine is munchies. Yeah. The Flamin' Hot Munchies, the Frito-Lay, it's uh, Doritos, Flamin' Hot Cheetos, Sun Chips, and Rolled Gold Pretzels all mixed into one. I believe they're flaming hot Doritos too. Delicious. Yeah. That's all I need. That's perfect. For me, it would be just your your basic bitch Chex Mix. Okay, that works. Love too. Chex Mix, and you can eat it just endlessly. Exactly. That's yeah. the point. <laughs> you can you can just keep on just shoveling. Yeah, and it works well. All right, this one is from Tallness. How soon is too soon to give up on a resolution of eating healthy? How soon is too soon? Let's see. If you make the resolution at midnight on New Year's Day, you could give that up by... Lunchtime? I was going to say 1230 in the morning on New Year's Day. (laughs) So a half hour. All right. Rick draws a line at a half hour. Yeah. I'll say if you can get through lunch, you're fine. Yeah. Other than that... I'm a little more demanding. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. (laughs) We are idiots. All right. My next one comes from Bob. He says, I usually like to enjoy my fast food in the restaurant rather than take it to go. I've noticed recently that I'm one of the few adults without children that do that. Am I weird or just different? You're weird. I'm trying to think. Like, have I eaten alone in a fast food restaurant before? I have in a place like Jersey Mike's. That's different. Yeah. I think that's different because it kind of lends itself to. (laughs) The food's messier. Yeah. That's hard to eat in your that's car. Pa- that's part of it. but And I think Taco Bell would probably qualify there, too. You don't want a car full of lettuce. Yeah. But if it's like you're just chilling in McDonald's just because, just yeah. make sure you don't sit near the play place, because then people <laughs> are going to look at you weird, and they should. Yeah. Yeah. If it's something that is easily uh, controlled in the car, I will almost always eat it in the car. The other day, I stopped by Popeye's. And the drive-thru was super long, so I went in and ordered, Yes, took it out of the restaurant, and mm-hmm. ate it in my car while parked. Nice. So I even- What'd you what, get? I got a regular chicken sandwich. Okay. What else? We're I'm, finding out, by the way, the secret recipe for these chicken yeah. sandwiches, MSG. 
That's a news story that's come out this really? week. Really? It's in all this all the chicken sandwiches you crave are full of MSG. Huh. Which is fine. I don't care. Right. Are you floored? You are speechless. You are without speech. Is that just like multiple services of greatness? I'm just like, I'm <laughs> You're trying, trying to, to think of an acronym. Yeah, I'm sorry. Do not edit those. that down. No. <laughs> that needs to be real time. How long it took you to think of and an acronym. It's not even a good one. And is acronym even the right word? Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah, All it's right. an acronym. An acronym for MSG. It's an acronym. <laughs> PJ Fluck. I watched you like you're looking to the heavens like, is he okay? Is he having yeah, a stroke? Kind of. It's possible. It, it feels like it a little bit. All right, this one's from Chris. You can tell it's been a minute since we've done one. What holiday food slash dessert are you snacking on? Did I talk about the... No, I talked to you about this. Okay. This is an item I left off when we did our our Christmas podcast. Okay. The holiday wreath cookies. Yes. These are frosted flakes shaped in a wreath mm-hmm. with green food dye. It's like a marshmallow Rice Krispie treat. And then there are spicy cinnamon, uh, they're berries, you know, because it's a wreath. Sure. On the bottom. So it's sweet and marshmallowy. And then there's like the little hint of spiciness to them. Those wreath Christmas cookies are amazing. If they're at a party, I'm eating all of them. For me, it's, uh, it, this Christmas we did not get kolachkis, which honestly Colleen was very disappointed in. I had a I had a a hint that it was going to be like that, so I was mentally prepared for no kolachkis at my mom's Christmas. But we got sent home with a plate of her old fashioned yeast cheesecake. Mm. It's incredible. It even has like a little like just a, a few like uh, things of almond on top of it, and I'm willing to hold on. That was fun. The computer, you know how old our computers are? We got a notice oh that God. said Windows 7 is no longer going to be supported in like, <laughs> it's not being supported anymore. You need to change this, you jerks. <laughs> That's how old this computer is that we're recording on, is that that matters. Windows 7 not being supported matters. Oh my god. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) This place sometimes. So old fashioned (sighs) yeast cheesecake anyway. (laughs) We're a radio station in market three. Market three using Windows seven. A month after it expired. Hey, at least we have Wi-Fi now. Oh, my God. We didn't have Wi-Fi until a year and a half ago? (sighs) Two years ago? My head hurts. I can't. Like, (laughs) Mitch came in one day, and he's like, why are you frustrated? I'm like, because I've been waiting for YouTube to open for Mm -hmm. about seven minutes. It is so inefficient. Right. There is so much time wasted at this right. place. Right. I could have gotten through half of the ads before yes. the video I wanted to watch by Waiting this point. for crap to just open and function correctly. Now I know it's because we're on a Windows 7 computer. We're in Chicago. This is not Omaha. Omaha. <sighs> uh, but yes, yeah, so. Omaha. So the old-fashioned East cheesecake <laughs> is so good that I can deal with the almonds. Wow. For it. That's big for you. I don't like the almond part. 
I'd rather it not be there, but I'm not going to say, hey, can you take that off just for me when I know everybody else likes it? Yeah, that'd be like you were asking someone to cut the crust off your sandwich. Yeah, exactly. Like, don't be a child. Right. Um, I will say that, uh, like, you're right, like, sliver nuts and, like, they don't add much for me. Yeah. Very rarely does I feel like a nut adds something. It's got to be purely a texture thing for people. I like peanuts because peanuts are very salty and have a good texture to them. Mm Mm-hmm. But like almonds and no, yeah, ca- cashews are good because yeah. they're super salty. True, pistachios are good. They're a lot of work. Yeah, but I need it to be an unhealthy nut. All right, do you have like one or two more? Because I actually have to get back to work. I have one a more. But all right, this is from Lisa from Chuck's Cafe. Oh, I love that. She place. says you open the fridge door and there's nothing to eat. You go to their pantry and there's nothing to eat. You do this three to four times. Finally, you say, "Screw it, I'll just eat blank." Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> oh, wow. My resignation meal is pretzels. I always have a bag of pretzels ready mm-hmm. to go, like rolled gold. I'll, sometimes I'll do the sticks. Sometimes I'll do the tiny twists. But that's kind of my like worst case scenario. There's nothing yeah. else to have. I'll just eat this until I'm full, feed some to the dog, and call it a night. So I had this happen recently, and it was the... I think we have them upstairs in the in the company kitchen. The Belvita like blueberry biscuit. Oh yeah. It's like the thing where it's like five of them are in a package. But yeah. Those are those are solid. They're, they're, yeah, not, they're, pretty they're good. not great. Yeah, they're not great, but like especially considering it was like middle of the day, it felt a little odd. But yeah, that's that's what I ended I up. I think doing. those are sold as healthy, but they're not. No, they're not. No. Not it's like all. supposed to replace a meal. Right. Anyway, yeah, pretzels for me, uh, and if I'm really desperate, I'll dig in the bottom of the snack barrel for some, like, crappy old fruit snacks. Yeah. I love fruit snacks. I do, too, man. but we always have these weird old ones that my mother-in-law buys because they're, like, free of jewels. Oh, okay. And it's like, here, try these. They, they're they laced with arsenic, but they were free. I'm like, <laughs> eh, I'm hungry, so okay. Yeah. All right. Reminder that with the beginning part of this podcast where we were going off with a couple pictures I will be posting those on the I'm Fat podcast page when the episode post when the episode posts. So be on the lookout for those. It's kind of a, a guide, a key. Yeah. The first time we've had a key for an episode. So subscribe, rate, review the podcast at Jay Zawoski six seventy at Recamp six seventy at I'm Fat Pod, and this is the I'm Fat Podcast. All right, I think we got a lot accomplished here today. <laughs> If you thought you had to travel far to savor the Pad Thai of Bangkok, or to taste the pastries of Paris, take another look. With two times total points at grocery stores, your same kitchen can come with more cuisines. Sapphire Preferred from Chase. Make more of what's yours. Dollar up to $1,000 in purchases per month from November 1st, 2020 to April 30th, 2021. Account subject to credit approval. Card issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone.